0: Please join me in some more prayer together, family. Lord, it just doesn't seem right to go straight into talking and not just being in more prayer with you this morning. Lord, I I feel your Holy Spirit here with us. I thank you, Lord, for your, your love and your care for us, no matter where we are at that you want intimacy with us, Lord. Lord, in the face of not nice things happening, we can still come to you and have not just sadness in you, Lord, that you will share with us, but you bring us back to you, back to joy, back to what you have for us. So Lord, I just want to thank you what you do with us, for your presence here, and for your guidance through what we hear today, Lord. Amen. So I wasn't supposed to be sad, I was supposed to be joyful. But but that is a joy, isn't it? It's not a sad, it's not a sadness. Um, last week we were introduced to our new series on Fruit of the Spirit, And we were introduced to love. Today we carry on with our series and we are doing joy today. So I'm going to start with reading from Galatians. You're welcome to read in your own Bibles as well because it's the odd word I can't pronounce. But I'm reading from Galatians 5 and I'm reading verses 16 to 25. But I say, walk in the Spirit. Impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envies, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I've warned before, that these who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong in Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step. With the Spirit. So I looked into joy and I found that joy is referred to in the Bible 218 times. So I think that can be a form of encouragement for us for 218 days to be encouraged in joy. Maybe that leaves us a bit confused with the other 147 days of the year. But the point is that we can have joy every day, okay, amidst our troubles and things that happen. The thing is, is that we have joy every day. Joy is not the same as happiness. People can think that it's the same as happiness, but they aren't. Happiness could be I've finished my week, it's Friday night, I'm going home, I can sit down and relax and I feel happiness. Or it might be I've finished some assignments, they're all done, they're all handed in, and I'm feeling quite happy. (laughs) But these things are dependent on the situation. But joy is from within. It's not dependent on what's happening around us looked up the greek word the greek word for joy is chara and this describes a feeling of inner gladness delight and or rejoicing the inner gladness or well, this inner gladness leads to a cheerful heart and the cheerful heart leads to cheerful behavior that comes out of us So here's something different. I ask you to imagine a giant tree. Its branches are fully stretched out. It's a massive tree. Picture your own tree. It's really large. Its roots are going deep into the ground. And these massive branches that it has is covered in green leaves, and there's lots of fruit all over those trees, all over the leaves, I should, branches, I should say. Along comes your gardener, who takes care of the tree. He feeds it with something like seven yates, seven in one, Organics citrus and fruit fertilizer. Then he waters it, and he gets out his secateurs, and he trims it. He gets rid of the dead wood, and any other bits that need to go. He gets rid of the rot. And then in time, from all the work on your tree that you're imagining, there is reward. Lots of fruit is picked. There's baskets full of fruit. And you can share that with your friends, and your family, And your neighbours, people around you. Now I ask you to associate that image of the tree with our lives. How deep are your roots? What are we feeding on? Are we allowing ourselves to be pruned? If we aren't feeding on the good stuff, we won't grow stronger in faith and mature, and our fruit will be minimal or non-existent. Isn't it a beautiful time of year? Went out to Wairiri uh, Nursery yesterday, and you just look around the place, and there's trees everywhere growing beautifully, and all the plants are just thriving lots of flowering going on and everything's just looking really nice. At home, I've got, I think I can say this, I'm growing petunias. Okay. And there's roses growing and the grass is looking nice. Everything's just growing really, really well. You might have noticed some things yourself. Interesting fact, though. With trees, deep watering... Encourages deep roots. Okay? This is getting a bit scientific now, right? Deep watering, deep roots. The trees will be stronger when they grow deep roots when things like storms come. However, a light watering can encourage roots at the surface roots not growing down, and the roots end up being vulnerable. They can get the water that they need from the surface without much effort, but they're not strong. They can be vulnerable to drying out. If the roots are not deep, the trees can be blown around. The point of that is we need to grow our roots down deep as well. I want to put a challenge out to everybody. Get up half an hour early each morning and sit quietly with the Lord with a pen and paper in hand. Sign up for a quiet morning of prayer. Or download YouVersion Bible app on your device and encourage your Facebook friends to join in and share the word together. These are some of the things that we can do to stay connected and rooted in Jesus. Once we're in a habit of doing these things and doing them regularly, our roots will grow down and deeper into Jesus. And when the storms come, then we will be stronger and less likely to bend under the weight in Galatians 5 it says if we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit the keep in step means to follow a leader and our leader is Jesus When we follow him and when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and on the Spirit's power, we conquer things, right? Like not being with whanau physically at weddings, as we've said. Or when harder things are going on around us. The Spirit will produce fruit in our lives. When we bear this fruit, it brings glory to our Father. And people will more likely, or hopefully, want to be around us. may come as a surprise, but sometimes I can be grumpy. (laughs) And less likely, people will be wanting to hang around me if I'm like that. But people will be attracted to us when we have fruit. They may even want to know how we got this fruit. How did we grow it? What did we do? How did that happen? The fruit of the Spirit is good. And it is good all the time. It's always fresh, juicy, like the apples here, appealing and nourishing. And it's that because it is a product of the Holy Spirit, of God. Along with the other fruit love, peace, patience, kindness and so forth, joy springs up out of the Christian's life. when our life is actively in faith and following Christ, we will bear it. Now, the apple tree didn't always bear this wonderful fruit. started out as a sapling. And over the years, it was nourished and cared for. And that's what it's like for us as well. Just as the fruit needs physical time to grow, the fruit of the Spirit won't ripen overnight in us, but we grow The thing is, though, we get to choose our fertilizer, eh? We get to choose what we feed on. And it's what we feed on the most that can affect us the most. Now, don't want to offend anyone here. If we spend our time on Netflix or sports or movies or TV, all good things, Not necessarily anything wrong with them at all. But just how much time are we spending in prayer when we do those other things? How much time are we putting aside for prayer, time in the Bible, in worship, in our church quiet mornings, or simply just being in the presence of God? That's always something on my mind. Each morning I get up and I start my days, study. And it's actually an effort. In my mind, I'm thinking, I want to start with time with the Lord. But the other part of me is, I've got to get cracking. I've got to get going here. I've got to get going with this stuff. But when we look at what's gone on here today, it starts with Jesus, doesn't it? It's not a, we, we didn't just carry on with what happened here today, straight into, right, we do this next, we do that next. It was, you could feel the Holy Spirit here, what people shared, our singing. It was, it was walking with the Lord, even though those other things that were happening out there, that maybe weren't nice. We get to choose to follow after the Spirit or cave to our flesh, to things that we desire. But we need to keep choosing the Holy Spirit. And we can look at the fruit of the Spirit and think, I'm not joyful all the time, I don't always show love, and I, I sure lack self control. This is where the person speaking says, I'm talking to myself here, not you guys. Okay? I struggle to love people when they cut me off in the car. (laughs) I've I've seen my wife's knuckles going white as she's holding on to things in the car (laughs) as I'm driving. What is it? How dare they come in front of me? That's a bad example of self-control. That's right. Lucky I made that note. But I'm growing in areas of fruit, as we all are, okay? Self-control is just certainly one that comes to mind. People will see, spirit-filled Christians our juicy fruit will be on display. I've been reading through Paul's letter to the Philippians. Fantastic read. If you can, have a read of it. All the way through it, Paul is talking of joy while he was in prison. And that always gets me, and it always makes me think of things like, yes, it's, our lives are pretty good Especially when we look around the world. Paul was in prison The suffering. And not only, oh man, I'm going to try and get through the suffering. But he was with Jesus. He knew the end of the story. And it wasn't, oh man, I just have to try and get through this. It was, I'm with Jesus. And that can be what it's like for us sometimes in life. Maybe not prison, but not always good things. He didn't write the letter when he happened to be feeling good or some beautiful food had just been shared or something like that. In fact, he was in such terrible hardship and he remained faithful. Now Paul wrote the story, sorry, not the story, the letter to the Philippians to thank them for a gift that they had sent him but also to encourage them and to strengthen them and show them That true joy comes from Christ alone. And I think that's just so awesome. In that darkness, he still knew real joy comes from Christ alone. And I think that's something that makes joy stand out more from happiness. Happiness can be temporary and is based on something. Joy, I'm talking about Jesus, not earthly joy or happiness. But our Father who loves us. Now, some of the advice we get from Paul in this letter is about joy and suffering, in serving and in believing. Joy and suffering because God's grace and peace is within us, He's with us. There's joy in serving because we know it builds up our church. And there's joy in believing because when we're believing, we're turning away from what the verses were about today, turning, at least in part, turning away from our belief in our flesh. It's something I have to do every day. I have to turn away from me to Jesus. So joy in believing involves turning away from any confidence I have in myself it's quite funny eh? you can sort of come here to speak and I was thinking oh, I feel like saying there's nothing good in me this is me relying on the Lord and that's true but there is good in me there is good in us God created us so as much as we rely on him for everything we're special and awesome as well Please consider um, Philippians 4.4. I found this something really interesting to look at. It's saying, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice in the Lord. Now that verse has really stood out to me over the last few weeks because what I love about it is that it's a command. So in Jesus' name, I command you to rejoice. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> okay? And I'll say it again. Rejoice. That's what he's saying. Isn't that cool? What a God. I look at um, other commands. Do not murder. Okay, Lord, I won't. Or don't commit adultery. Oh, I'm trying. Oh, okay, Lord. But he says rejoice. And we can kind of think, meh. Joy? I'll say it again. Rejoice. I think that's that's pretty cool. Paul is saying to the church to strive to be joyful in the Lord. Saying, guys, please rejoice. Just once. Could leave us thinking, "Mm, yeah, but this is going on. I can I can really? So I'll say it again. Rejoice. It's a command. He wants us to. And we can do it because we know him. Or the idea is to be growing in him so that we can. Paul repeats the command because we might think, but there's differences amongst us. There's personality clashes. There's persecution. In some places in the world, death. And all of these things, remember, Paul was in prison. He was experiencing those real things at the time, but still saying this. We can keep coming back to Jesus and having the joy in Him. So, how do we remain rooted in God and grow spiritually? Well, it's commitment and determination, isn't it? It's to continue daily in a personal relationship with Jesus. Not just once a month. One of the things I do is read a devotional thing each morning, and I enjoy some time with the Lord it's at a set time and I try and do that every day I I do do that every day sorry but it took a while to do that like the ripe the fruit that was growing at first I might miss a few days right and then it'll be oh no I've got five days to read now now it's a mission now it's a bit of a job to keep up with But, but that slowly changes and grows within us doesn't it as we walk more with him now I look forward to it reading with him every day but it's a commitment every day in doing that if I share with people in the word, or I pray with people, if I'm only doing these things once a month or once every three months, it's a light watering. My roots don't grow deeper in the Lord. A thought for us as we continue in our series in the Fruit of the Spirit I came across the point made that our relationship with God is primary. Salvation is secondary. Now I want to leave that with you as much as I can for you to think about. But when I first saw it, salvation, secondary? And how I look at it is our relationship, it's not saying that salvation is not as important but it's all about our relationship I've I've done the prayer I've invited God into my life but that is not silo or one thing on its own I've chosen God and now I walk behind him and I keep growing in him so that's my relation part of where things are and what I need to do I need to keep digging. I need more fertilizer. Have I done the tree thing now? No. Allow him to speak to you. Prune you. Pruning encourages more fruit to grow. It can be hard. It can hurt. Jeremiah says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. I'll say that again, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of drought. For it does not cease to bear fruit. Let your roots grow down and to him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you will taught and you will overflow with joy. Please join me in prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you that you seek a deep relationship with us. Lord, I ask for your forgiveness for the times that we've not shown fruit to other people, that it's not glorified you. Lord, I pray for us to keep growing in you, to grow our roots deep down into you, so that you lead our way. Whatever life brings to us, Lord, we pray for more of you and that joy that we know we feel in you that we can come back or come to when we're still working things out, Lord. Thank you for your love over us and all your beautiful blessings around us. In Jesus' name, Amen.